This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. How the hell are you? A little preoccupied, actually. Uh, sorry, I, I always try and give it my all here on After 9, but I'm feverishly trying to find a dog grooming appointment for Charlie because he needs to look good before he does all the visiting on the Thanksgiving long weekend. And I'm that asshole who kept putting it off and forgot. And now what? it's bordering on too late. Hang on, back it up a second. Are you bringing your dog with you to Thanksgiving weekend festivities? Yeah, yeah, I bring the dog to, well, I'll bring him over to my mom's house. And, and my dad loves Charlie and... And then there's the girlfriend's family. They all think he's great. Oh, all right, good. The problem is he's pretty fucking big, like way bigger than I ever thought this dog was going to get. And he's, especially with all the fur, he looks like a small horse. So I got to get him shaved down before the Thanksgiving weekend. Hey, everybody wants to look good. I'm going to take the time to look good. So I got to make sure that this guy does too. The problem is it's a pain in the ass to try and get a short notice dog grooming appointment. Oh, you know, it's too bad that they randomly put Thanksgiving on this weekend out of nowhere. We had no notice. I know. And I said, I said, fuck off. Right from the start, I said, fuck you. I said, I'm the asshole who forgot to do it despite multiple reminders from my girlfriend. Make sure you book Charlie in for a hair appointment. I know. I didn't do it. I forgot. Sometimes I like to smoke a little weed at night and I push shit off. So <laughs> this is the problem. Um, I'm so pissed. My my dog. I'd help you out. My dog groomer's like leaving the province. And what? It's, it's so annoying because you, when you find a good, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, right? A, a dog groomer, a hairdresser for yourself, you know, a manicure, whatever. You want to hang on to them. And then when you find out they're leaving, it's like it's soul crushing. And the last time that I dropped Leo at his appointment, they gave me the news. And it was almost like someone breaking up with you. It really was. And she pulled me aside, like pulled me aside. She's like, can I speak with you for a sec? And I'm thinking, oh, no, was Leo bad? Which is weird. Like, Leo's a good boy. Like, all these things are going through my head. And My like, Leo wouldn't do anything wrong. I was like, I know. I'm like, something's wrong with you, okay? And, and she says, you know, uh, we've had a great time here. But I just want to let you know that we've decided to pack up and we're moving to Halifax. And uh, it's where our family is. And, you know, we, uh, we have time. Actually, we're leaving in December if you want to book one last appointment. And I said, yes, I do. But it was just one of these, like, you know, I, I know some people, so I can give you some numbers if you want. And you'll find somebody. And I'm just thinking, ouch, this hurts. I've had that conversation with girls. Oh, Yeah, it, I'm moving, <laughs> but you'll find somebody. It stings, Scott. It stings. <laughs> So now I gotta find a new one. I'm a, I gotta find one. Like period. So uh, I wish I could help you. Otherwise, I would call my girl, but she's apparently booked solid since she made this announcement. Okay, I uh, <laughs> I I hate absolutely hate doing the do you know who I am card. I go out of my way to downplay who I am, but right now I'm in a shitty spot here. So if you're a dog groomer. I don't want to hear it from my girlfriend this weekend. If you can fit in uh, a very large dog or small horse, however you want to look at it, you could use a little haircut and a bath before the weekend. Yeah, there you go. Don't be ashamed to do it. I mean, I, I hear you, though. I'm the same way. I always think, 
whenever I talk to my close friends about something, like, do you know, uh, whatever, like a, you know, a personal financial advisor, or uh, maybe you're looking for a, someone to cut your grass, or a, I never want to put that out there on social media because I don't want to make it seem like I'm looking for free shit or anything like that. I always, I'm trying to be careful with that because I'm like, no, I'm not looking to promote your business and trying to get you for free. I'm just legitimately looking for a good, you know, whatever it is. So, hey, hopefully, I'm sure there's lots of great dog groomers uh, that listen to the podcast. We're actually number one with dog groomers. It's a, it's true. So I'm sure that's a random stat. Okay. Yeah, no, I figure that it's fine. It's in the analytics. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's see. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. First off, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop company always fascinates me because it's kind of a con, it seems, in yes. that they sell you shit that you don't need, but you can convince yourself you need it. Thank They're kind you. of brilliant, really, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. So their new product is a libido-boosting pill for women. Yeah. Now, this is going nowhere, right? Oh, and they call it Down to Fuck. Down DTF. to Fuck. That's my favorite part. I mean, the marketing on it is great. It's called DTF, and yes, that stands, stands for Down to Fuck. Uh, it's meant to boost women's sexual desire, arousal, and mood. No, you don't need a script for it. This is has to be referenced as a dietary supplement. It's all natural ingredients, blah, blah, blah. They say everyday stress and anxiety, hormonal fluctuations, and fatigue can impact female libido and sexual health. This is meant health, and this is meant to boost it. These capsules don't seem small, and you have to take two a day for at least two months in order for it to kick in. Really? Now, you've pointed out that you can go to regular health health yeah. food stores and, yeah. and procure these items. Yeah, you could. I mean, there's lots of, they say, I don't, I mean, call bullshit on it if you want, but some people won't. Lots of natural, you know, um, remedies and, and I guess herbs, if you will, in pill form that when you pair together can can do things for you. So go talk to somebody. Go go into fiddleheads and ask them how you can get your libido up. And you never know. I'm sure there's a couple of things you could just grab. But Goop, you're right. I mean, I give them credit for that because they sensationalize on everything like this. And they've done it once again. And it is a sexy-looking bottle of pills that you can get on the Goop wellness site if you'd like. Does the bottle vibrate or anything? Like, how does it get no. your, your libido going? Yeah, that's the thing. It's either that or buy a big honking dildo. I I, I don't know. I'm, yeah, yeah, there's I, lots of ways to do it. Yeah, sure. Have you tried meeting someone more attractive? I mean, that's usually the first way that people get turned <laughs> <up>. <laughs> No, Libido I mean, no problem. Those, you might want to find a new partner. No, all those things for some people are true. You know, um, you know, maybe you need a little help to to get things going again at a certain point i'm sure that happens so fine don't be ashamed try the lcbo they've got a lot of products that seem to get people's libido going yeah yeah uh goop if you want to see that product you can go to scottandcat.ca it's not an endorsement i just think it's kind of ridiculous so we posted it because well that's where ridiculous shit goes to die uh also on the (laughs) website today is the food that they're doing at the north carolina state fair next week that's one of those fairs that sets the trends for all the other fairs and the shitty food that they serve. So right in the main picture, they've made a deep fried egg roll that is stuffed with mac and cheese and shrimp. Oh, man. And I think that's honey mustard that's drizzled over top. Either way, it's probably horrible for you. But there's no way they would put it on the menu unless it's fucking good. Would you have fun with that if I told you, hey, Scott, I got a gig for you. You basically have this kitchen filled with many different types of ingredients. Come up with some shit that we can serve at this fair. 
Would you have fun with that assignment? I think I probably could. In fact, I've seen a lot of things recently that are legit items for sale that I thought were a joke. Uh, Halifax Donaire in Milton is a great example. So they've introduced a Donaire lasagna. And I thought to myself instantly, hey, that's probably delicious. Donaire sauce is great as it is. And and they're the best. Like, that's authentic Halifax-style Donaires. Mm-hmm. However, when you bake it into a lasagna... Now we're changing the game. And I instantly thought, oh, fuck, they could serve that at the CNE. Put that in the food building. That'd be great. I haven't tried it yet, but I want to. But I think that if I were tasked with coming up with new shit, and it's really just being as outrageous as you can, I might try it. Hmm. I'd take that job. What's the worst that can happen? Well, I made an egg roll stuffed with mac and cheese, and I realized, ha, fuck, it was terrible. So back to the drawing board. What a great day at work that would be. Yeah. Great day. Adele has announced that she's releasing a new song next Friday, and she's only released, uh, what is it, 15 seconds of the song? Even less, yeah. It's already my favorite song. (laughs) Shut up. Are you you actually a hardcore Adele fan, or are you just fucking around? No, I'm not a hardcore Adele fan, but I love Adele's music and her voice. She is on another level from most performers. Do you happen to have that little teaser there that you played this morning on the radio? Yeah, I can get it up in a sec. So I'll tell you, first and foremost, it was we were right. We were right in that the album will apparently be called 30 because there was all these 30s popping up everywhere, all, all around the world, really. And people assumed that was Adele's album because she did refer to it at one point as 30, so we knew it was coming soon. And then she also uh, kind of teased that it was coming by changing up her social media completely to just like one color. And we knew it was the same color that matched the 30s. And then here we are. Finally, she just straight up was like, this is going to be the song. So the song is called Easy On Me. We know the title. And this right here is all we get from the actual song. So have a listen to this. I can feel that touching my soul. I don't even know what angle she's going to take on this. Well, you know, it's going to be a lot about her split. I assume it's going to be about her, her split. And I mean, she stopped down. She had a kid, uh, just one, right? Um, And, and then she did break up with her significant other. And then now she's dating a new person. So I think it's going to be a lot of breakup shit again, honestly. Okay. I'm good with that. I think everybody's been through one and that's why everybody relates to her. That's where she shines. That's mm-hmm. it. And by the way, in this teaser video, it is a video to go along with it. Her winged eyeliner still on point. Still on point. What is winged eyeliner? Oh, just when like uh, a girl does, you know, you, when they do the eyeliner and it comes out like a winged. You don't know what that is? No, I have no idea what you're talking you about. You know Adele's eye makeup. Like you could picture it. She I mean, always has winged eyeliner. food and booze and politics. Not really much about women's okay. eyeliner. All right, fine. Uh, well, uh, just so you know, you can Google winged eyeliner to see what I'm talking about. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so that is Adele. New music coming out next Friday. In a few minutes, I do want to talk about this couple from the UK. And, and we actually have audio of the couple trying to make their case. They, they got drunk and did something very, very stupid, everybody. In fact, it's one of my favorite stories today. So that is coming up in just a few on After 9. First off, the Prime Minister is coming out today. He's going to make an announcement making vaccines mandatory for all federal workers. 
even the ones who don't work here. If you work for the federal government, but you're a, I don't know, embassy staff over in in the UK, you have to be fully vaccinated. If you're employed by the federal government, it will be a condition of employment hmm. that you are fully vaccinated. Wow. Wow. I guess they have the right to do that. But I mean, at some point here, we have to accept the fact that we are coercing people into getting this vaccine. I mean, if you give somebody the ultimatum, well, no, you don't have to get a vaccine, but you'll get evicted and starve to death if you don't. Yeah. I mean, at what point are we really just taking away all options? Yeah. Can you live without a vaccine? Yeah. But they're making it so hard to live without yeah. one that I, I, I really don't think, and I do want everyone to get vaccinated. I think you should, but I really don't think that people should be losing their career over a health choice that they made. Mm-hmm. That seems wrong. Like there has to be some sort of a, a compromise or or a, an accommodation that can be made. People get accommodated at work all the time for whatever shit they convinced a doctor to write a note for. How are we not making any concessions at all and still demonizing the people who have made that choice? Yeah, that's it's it's a, it's difficult because I'm not of one mind on it. I, I hear what you're saying. I've spoken out against like uh, for healthcare workers, for example, when we had that conversation, uh, for me, yeah, it makes sense that you have it. You're in healthcare, like you are in a hospital. Every if you're in a hospital specifically, every single day, yeah, it makes sense that you get that, so you don't spread it in a hospital, right? Um, but all all around, it does seem off to me. I'm not going to lie; it makes me feel bad for those who are maybe still hesitant. I suppose, um, but it's definitely going to kick people in the butt who are hesitant, I think, that are that are realize, okay, eventually I'm going to get it. I'll just get it. But yeah, when it comes to I'm going to lose my job if I don't get it, I know, I feel yeah, it doesn't sit great with me either. You know, I, I just can't help but think of the irony here. And the irony is it's the federal government who went out and got these vaccines. And the government continuously changed the advice on this thing. Remember when they were insisting Get the AstraZeneca. Yeah, the AZ is the shit you want. Get it. And then it was, yeah, yeah, I know they say four weeks between shots. We're going to move it to 16 weeks between shots. And it's totally fine and safe. And then when they said Johnson & Johnson is approved and safe and effective for Canadians. And we've never once given out a Johnson & Johnson shot. (laughs) Never once did we give one out in Canada. And, and when they said things like, yeah, it's totally fine to mix and match the vaccines. Yeah, you can have a shot of AstraZeneca and a shot of Moderna. All those things they backtracked on. They backtracked on. We don't give out AstraZeneca anymore. We don't make you wait 16 weeks between shots anymore. We don't recommend you mix shots anymore. You should get the same one, two doses of it. All of those things. And the government can't understand Justin, what the fuck is wrong with you? How do you not get that there's still people out there who have watched you guys change the advice to suit the situation we're in and not be a little bit and and not wonder just a little bit how people can be skeptical? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I I was still okay with it. I was an early adopter. I got my shots. Kat, you got your shots. And and that's fine. I'm glad I'm vaxxed and I'm ready to go. There's nowhere I can't go right now. No job I can't do. But for those other people who aren't there yet, I just don't understand how you can take away their livelihood. It's one thing to say, 
Well, if you're not vaxxed, you can't sit with other people in a restaurant or a movie theater. All right, that was a choice that the provincial government made, and they had their reasons for doing that, and the majority of the public does support that. Yeah. But to lose your job over that when your job shouldn't really require it. There's a lot of municipalities right now that are saying things like, all municipal staff must be vaccinated for the safety of everyone else. Yeah. Does it have to be all staff? Because, you know, just a few minutes ago, I watched a guy in the back of a garbage truck go down my street and grab my bin. He's not near anybody else. Why does he need to be vaccinated? Well, that's what exactly danger is it. He? That's exactly it, because I feel like you can't paint, paint everybody with that brush of you got to get it done because you might be around people. I guess that's their concern. But if you're not, you should be able to say, I can be exempt because I'm not around people. It shouldn't be a worry. If you are... Um, if you are serving, you know, the, the general public in whatever way that might be, uh, maybe you are, I don't know, behind the desk at Service Canada or something like that. I get it. I get it. You know, mm-hmm. and it sucks. But maybe you have to find another spot. And I'd hope that they give them the opportunity. Like, you know, this is what you're doing. I understand you're not vaxxed, uh, so you can't do this. But here are some options for you and at least give them like a backup option. How much time are they going to give here is my question. How much time? Like, I mean, they, they have to give at least six weeks, I yeah, would think. because you would want them to be able to, okay, make the choice to get vaxxed, and then they'd have to have second dose, I assume, in order for this to go through. At least give people time, you know? If that's what they need is time. There are those who know, though. There are those, those who know for certain they're not going to get it, and you're not going to force them to get it. So if that's the case, at, at least they know now, all right, got to find another job, and I have some time to do that. Is there that, though? Can we, I mean, I'm not saying it's right, but is that at least a little fair if they give some time? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just wish that we could accommodate because I get that there's people who aren't there yet. And and when I think to myself, OK, so even though that guy that just went down the street on the back of a garbage truck is not near anyone else and he's working outside, he would get fired. He would lose his job because he's not vaccinated. And I can't see a reason that he would need to be. But then you get someone else who is not near the public, works for the federal government in some capacity. Maybe they even work from home for the federal government. Is there a trade-off where we could move that person to another job that doesn't require vaccination? Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. think that there's a spot for everybody, and some jobs should probably require you to be vaccinated. Other jobs, I really don't see the need for it, and I really do think that they should have to evaluate the need. I have worked from home for a year and a half. I'm not near anybody. None of my coworkers are anywhere near me. I uh, I can't think of a compelling reason why they would need to insist that I, as a federally regulated worker, not a federal civil service employee, but we are federally regulated in radio, I can't understand why I would be required to be vaccinated. It's uh, I know that this is a contentious issue. And there's some people who don't even want me to acknowledge that there's people who have a valid concern about the vaccine or acknowledge that it's okay to not be 100% okay with this yet. But that's reality. That's what it is. And we're going to continue dividing people until we acknowledge another point of view. And I just don't think this is right. But we'll wait for the prime minister. He's coming out soon to make his announcement. You'll probably see it all over the news later on tonight. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. 
Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Facebook has a new explanation for what happened on Monday, Cat. Are you ready for the bullshit? <laughs> we knew it was coming, Scott. Yeah, lay it on. Come on. There had been questions uh, early on about whether or not it was hackers that brought Facebook down. Facebook says, no, silly goose. There's no hackers that don't like Facebook. It was a routine maintenance job that caused everything to go downhill. They explained a command was issued by mistake that unintentionally took down all connections to its network data centers, including those powering Instagram and WhatsApp. Facebook says their engineers had to physically go to high security centers to debug and restart the system. I mean, that's not the way it seems, guys. We've uh, already explained in yesterday's episode, that doesn't seem plausible. Well, you know, f- 15 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe even an hour tops. I would think, I would, I would hear that and go, oh, that sucks, man. See, that's too bad for them. That sucks. <laughs> Six hours? You're telling me, and I, again, we said it before, I'll say it again, I am not an IT pro. I do not know all of this. I don't know anything about it, in fact, but I can tell you, that it seems like that's a long time to, in order to fix an issue of any kind. Yeah, it's a very long time, Cat. A very, very long I time. I mean, yeah, of course. I'm going to call bullshit on that. I don't. I don't. I don't believe it. I really don't. I don't. I. I and conspiracy theorist in me um, obviously thinks this has to do with a cover up of some kind or trying to delete information off of there. Because we know that the ex-Facebook employee went to Congress yesterday. And by the way, she is she seems great, articulate. She's very smart. She I knows like her a lot. Yeah, she knows what she's talking about. And I don't think anyone can listen to her and go, ah, she probably doesn't know anything. I think she knows things. And I think that they're a little bit afraid of that. And it's just too coincidental for me. Too coincidental. I can't. Y- yeah, Facebook is already trying to make it seem like she did something wrong. Oh, well, she didn't really work in that department, and she was only with the company for a couple of years, and she's not really qualified to say what really goes on, and it's not fair to say that we put profits ahead of security. We value both. Don't try and downplay this or make the whistleblower look like an asshole. She's very correct when she says what's going on there. She is right. A lot of people believe her. So trying to downplay her credibility seems like a really weak move, Mark. Come on. Let her have her say and then be part of the solution to fix it or blow the whole goddamn thing up. Because one of the things that I was seeing a lot over the last 48 hours is how nice it was when there was no Facebook. How nice those few hours on Monday were when people didn't have to feel chained to their notifications. Right. I would. I still say, if they were to get rid of it, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. I think it's uh, it is definitely hurting more than it's helping. Uh, Megan Trainer shitter coming up in a few seconds, <laughs> but first, <laughs> this is wild. It is a couple, and they are from the UK. And this happened last month. They got drunk and decided, you know, it'd be fun. Let's go to the water park and go down the water slide at two o'clock in the morning. So Claire and Barry are their names. They broke into a water park. And I think we all understand that most water parks are the same. They've got their wave pool and they've got some splash pads and some water slides. 
These two decided, let's go down the water slide. But at night, the water park turns off the water that goes down the slide. Mm. So these two thought, that's not going to stop us just because it's closed. We're going to go down the slide anyway. So they got some water, and they poured it down the slide. They lubed it up real nice, just like that Gwyneth Paltrow product. And (laughs) (laughs) they got it nice and wet. And then they they decided they were... But anyway, go on. Keep going. Keep going. What, the libido and the wetness has nothing to do with each other? Uh, No, I don't think so. No. Interesting. So they go down the slide. They thought, let's do this. And it was one of the straight slides, not even like one of the curvy, snaky ones. So they go down the slide, which had been closed off at the bottom Mm -mm. because the park was closed and they were doing some cleaning in the pool. You know what happens when you go down a slide really fast, but the opening at the bottom is closed? Oh, Oh, you like you (laughs) you just kind of like crinkle up like an accordion. Basically, she shattered one of her ankles and he broke both of his bitch. Did they not look? Like, uh, I mean, uh, what a stupid question. Obviously, they were drunk and stupid. But aside from that, seriously, you don't take a glance at where this ends up? Apparently not. Oh, so stupid. Well, it was dark. It was 2 o'clock in the morning, and they were drunk. So I don't usually give drunk people too much credit for thinking things through. Yeah, yeah, fair. But anyway, they ended up hurt. It wasn't until two hours later when staff started arriving to open up the park for the next day that somebody heard their cries for help. Neither of them could walk. One had a shattered ankle and one had two broken ankles. So they got rescued finally. The park decided, and this was really nice of the park. They thought, okay, they were drunk. They did something stupid. Obviously they're hurt. So that's punishment enough. We're not going to lay any charges here. You would think that the couple would be pretty happy to get away with this the way they did with the injuries, but no criminal charges for break and enter, mischief. There's a lot of things they could have been charged with there. But rather than take that gift and move on, they would like to sue the water park. The park, they say, should have had better fencing around it to keep drunk people out at night. Oh, my God. They say there should have been a security guard on watch to keep drunk people out of the park at night. (sighs) They're actually suing the water park over something dumb that they did. This is like me walking into the bank right now, attempting to rob the joint, slipping on a, you know, a little water spot on the floor, hurting myself, and then attempting to sue the bank because my robbery didn't go the way that I wanted it to go, right? That's exactly what it is. Oh, for fuck's sakes. So stupid. Let's hear a little bit from Claire and Barry about their adventure at the water park. There should be security there for a start. And the fence should be secured. And there will be legal action being taken. You're saying that if they'd fixed the fence, if they put security so that at their own expense, then we wouldn't have been able to go down the slide, which you shouldn't have been going down in the first place. There's 100%. I just think that everybody makes a mistake. Everybody has got drunk at some point in their life and made a silly choice, and that's what this was. I'm not seeing, though, how your silly choice while you were drunk equates to liability on the side of the park. You did that. 
There's so many people that don't want to accept any personal responsibility. No, no. and this is where karma comes into play. When you do stoop, play, play bitch games, get bitch prizes. Mm-hmm. Isn't that how it goes? They were That's playing the a bitch game and they got a bitch prize. Leave it at that. You're a fucking idiot. But no, everybody's got to sue everybody over something like that. This is so fucking stupid. I totally agree with you, Kat. It is ridiculous beyond belief. Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think everybody it. remembers Megan Trainer. Yeah. You know, I'm all about that base. About, about that, that base. No, no trouble. trouble. I'm all. Yeah, so Megan Trainer, um, they had a baby recently. She and her husband had a baby recently. And I guess that's what spawned this conversation from happening. It's. Yeah, I try not to judge. I try not to judge. And we've had many a different conversations in this podcast, particularly Scott, where we've talked about couples doing things that feel good in that relationship. Maybe they're swingers. Um, Maybe they generally have an open relationship for whatever reason. Maybe they sleep in separate beds. Um, You know, everybody's different, and everybody makes a choice that works for them. And if it works for you, I say, it's nobody's fucking business. You do you, boo-boo. However, this one... This one, I don't think I can. I don't think I can just give up so easily. So Megan Trainer and her husband have now installed in their house, in their bathroom, side by side toilets. I'm all about that base, by that base, no trouble. I'm all about that base, by that base, no trouble. I'm all about that base, by that base, 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 base. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Side by side toilets. Okay. And I know what you're thinking. Okay, so she probably has some money there. Uh, she probably put in a couple of doors, right? You know how you, you go in some bathrooms uh, and it's a lovely, you know, shared area with sinks, but then there's individual doors, right? And the toilets are behind those doors. That's cool. No, no, that's not it. They're literally beside each other so they can talk to one another. And she fully admits they've also taken shits next to each other. Let me play it for you. This was in her podcast. She has a podcast, too. Uh, really? It's with her. What the fuck did they talk about in the Megan Trainer podcast? I know. It's with her brother. <laughs> the podcast. Oh, yeah, better. the podcast is with her brother, and, and she had some friends on it, too. Uh, here's her talking about this side-by-side toilet situation. We just got a new house, and we did construction. Uh, <laughs> nobody knows us, but in our bathroom, there was one toilet, and... A lot of times in the middle of the night when we're with the baby, like we we got to pee at the same time. So I was like, "Can't we please have two toilets next to each other?" So we, <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, it is insanity. That's an exclusive. You guys Wait are an exclusive. a minute. <laughs> we got I'm two sorry. toilets sitting Excuse next to each me. other, and we've only pooped together twice. You looked at a contractor, another adult in the face, yes. and you said. We need a bathroom with two toilets next to each other. And he and laughed that adult and, said, okay. He laughed and thought I was joking. And I was like, no, I'm not joking. And then he did it. Do you use them together? Often. Um, yes, we Often. pee. We pee at the same time a lot. I can't be near him when he poops because his poops smell foul. But when I'm pooping, I encourage him. Come on in. Uh, Jesus. No. If if you're walking down the hall in your home and you hear your significant other say, hey, I'm in the bathroom. Come on in. And they're sitting on the toilet. You walk right back out again. Okay. Especially <clears throat> if she is taking a shit. Okay. You, Here's, no, 
no, no, okay. fucking no. Yeah. And and that's the question is, do they shit? Yes, they do. She she confirmed more than once, that, but only a couple times because, like she said, it's foul for her anyway. He maybe doesn't mind. Uh, I, I'm not I don't against. think your own poo smells as bad to you as it does to other people, though. Right. Right. Um, I... I'm not against, you know, if you pee in front of your partner. Don't get me wrong. Have I done it before? Yeah. You know, I don't really care. It's fine. It's not, but I don't go out of my way to be like, let's make this a thing where I can sit down and pee and you can pee beside me and we can just make this a conversation piece, basically like a living room (laughs) inside our bathroom. Never has that happened. I guess it's happened enough times there where they're waiting on each other that they felt like this was a good investment. And maybe one day it will be, by the way. Maybe they'll be in that home thinking about when you get older, you know? Your bladder ain't so good. Maybe this will work out in their favor when they're when they're older, too, and the bladder doesn't work so well and they really can't. One of them can't hold it. I don't know if they have more than one bathroom in their house. She didn't really specify. She's pretty rich. I can assume that they have a house with more than one fucking bathroom. <laughs> I would assume, too. I would assume, too. But listen, again, I'm actually not against it. I, I don't think it's gross or weird if someone says, you know, they pee in front of their partner. I, I don't really care. That's, uh, who cares? It's more so the let's purposely do this and shit together and, it's, and let's do that. I, I, that I don't, beside each other, right? Like that's the thing is you could have constructed this so that there were two doors. No, you didn't. You didn't. You put them side by side so you could practically hold hands and wipe at the same time. It's, that part throws me a little bit, not going to lie. Hold hands while you're taking a poo. I, I just, I, I just don't get it. But listen, Kat. it just seems wrong. And look, and you and I more seem like uh, I don't know how you feel about peeing in front of your partner. But uh, again, what? Unless I'm outside. If I'm at like a uh, a golf course or something, and I gotta <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, 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 I'll go and hang one in the bushes. That's yeah, fine. That's classy. She sees that. I don't give a shit. That's We're cool. outside. Yeah. I'm never inviting her into the bathroom. I still like my privacy, and I think that there's certain things that should remain your own. So let me give you an example here of how anti-sharing a fucking bathroom I am. If I'm over at my girlfriend's house, for example, and I have to poop, I am one of those people who believes never should poop touch the toilet in the powder room. You don't shit in the powder room. That's where anybody could go to the bathroom. The door could get opened at any time if somebody comes over. You poop in your bedroom, or, well, your bedroom, bathroom, or in the basement or something like that. So if I'm at her place and I have to go, I will go out of my way to go all the way downstairs to the bathroom near her garage. It even bothers me that she knows when I go downstairs, I'm probably taking a shit. <laughs> she, she shouldn't even know when I go, let alone get invited in to witness this miracle of nature. Wow. Okay. So there's no fucking way this is going to happen. What are we doing next? Are we going to put in his and her bidets? Well, then they'd have more seating than the living room, wouldn't they? They would. You could host a whole party in there. Why don't you guys just put a kitchen in there or put two toilets in the kitchen? Yeah. That's not you a know, bad idea. Since we're doing crazy renos anyway, why don't you put a bed in the living room just so you never have to get up? Again, to eat, you know, I really do stand by to each their own. If that's that was really a problem to the point where when they did some renos, they thought, yeah, this is what we got to do to make our lives easier. Okay, that, that's your business. I'm just trying to picture how, how, and wh- why, why not at least a different layout? I don't, I mean, I don't get it. I, I'm 
to, to each their own, I guess. And then there's people, you know, there's people listening though, Scott, because you and I more of, seem like we're of the minds of no shitting in front of your partner. That right. seems weird, especially shitting at the same time. What is happening? But you know, there's people listening saying, guys, come on, you're in a long-term comfortable relationship. You should be able to do that. And there shouldn't be an issue with it. And I'm not even saying that. It's just the fact that they went out of their way to construct the house so that they could shit side by side and yeah. have eye contact with one another. Or do they? Like, if one's, <laughs> if one's dropping a deuce, is the other one looking right in their face? Yeah, eye contact the whole time. Oh. Why are you squinting? Sorry, I'm having a rough time. Yeah, halfway through a conversation, it just ends. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. And then my boss, could you imagine this? He said... Don't do that again, you know? <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I don't get it. One other thing on this. I, as a bit of a home renovation enthusiast, I don't even know how this contractor put two toilets in there without completely ripping up the floor. Yeah. I just don't even understand how it's possible. Yeah. I go to Home Depot on a regular basis. Never once have I seen a toilet splitter. What by the way, if let's say they sell their house, let's look to the future. They decide that they're going to sell their house. You walk into a house and you're like, "This is my dream home." You turn the corner, you go into the master. God, this is beautiful, big ensuite. Looks like it's going to be all right. Let's walk through here. What the fuck? What are you doing? What are you changing? Are, how do you even begin to not have those two toilets there? Yeah, yeah. If you've got to get rid of a uh, toilet, then you're going to have a big fucking hole down there. Yeah. I mean, that's their house. They can't fucking move now. No, you're there for life. That's your forever home now. (laughs) It's got your two toilets. You guys continue doing that. Yeah. You're good. What? I mean, guys don't usually sit to pee. Usually they stand. Like, what do they do in that case? Oh, for the, like, uh, like a rogue pee drop or or slash, slashback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good question. Fuck, you got it on me. Shit. Yeah, good question. I, I don't know the setup of the toilet. She didn't really say. Um, it's possible that they're seated um, not facing one another. Maybe there's like a dual to- toilet situation where one's facing one way, one's facing <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Scott. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Can't there at least be like a half wall there so you can look each other in the eyes but not have to watch the rest of the process? Mm-hmm. Ugh, the whole thing is fucked up. Last but certainly not least, we had a great question today that we asked on Facebook. Who was your childhood celebrity crush? And in asking that question, you really saw some of the diversity in the audience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There are some people that were crushing on celebrities that are pretty fucking old. One person said Donny Osmond was their childhood celebrity crush. Mm Mm-hmm. I had a couple of good ones, actually. I stopped at three, but I could have kept going for a long time. Uh, Debbie Gibson. You're familiar with Debbie Gibson, I believe? I do. Yes. Yep. Tiffany. And Tawny Catan. Okay. Yeah. I would White have to, snake video would, girl. Okay. Yeah. And see, th- I'm glad that you said that because maybe, I mean, I don't know. I don't even think I've seen the video. Here I go again on my own. Going down the only road I 
I did see that you posted uh, an image here um, up on Facebook. So I get it. I get it, by the way. Yeah, 100%. She's a hottie. 100%. Totally get it. Some of these, though, and that's not embarrassing, by the way. May I add, it's not like any of your pics are embarrassing. Because some people, so I'm like, really? Do you want to really put that out there to the world? You know, we all have a friend, at least. Or maybe it's you, by the way. If you don't have a friend, it might be you. That has, like, a celebrity crush that you go, what the fuck are you smoking? That's a mm-hmm. weird celebrity crush. So I saw a couple of those here with that. Yeah, Alf. What the hell is that? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> E.T.? Get out of here. Get a shrink. <laughs> <laughs> what? But you're right. Blues clues. Fuck off. The di- the diversity though. The diversity. You're you're so right. You can definitely tell age in this because some of the people. I'm like, this has got to be a character from the 70s, 80s. You know, you got that kind of thing. You've got some newer ones even to flip the script. Where I'm looking and I'm going, who is that? And I look it up and it's from like High School Musical uh, or, or something. And I'm like, okay, so you're you're quite young. Because to me, childhood crush it happens quite young. You know, it's it's the first time that you go, I'm feeling things. Like, mm. I'm feeling things when I watch this television show or see this music video. Like, this, I'm, that's a crush, right? For me, that was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. The kid from Home Improvement. The kid from Home Improvement. Really? Yeah, I remember watching it and going, you know, I... I I get a I get a fun kind of feeling when I see this guy, and and, and then, what a gross way to put it. And then Man of the House, I remember being like, oh, I watched that movie so many times. Great movie though. Uh, and anyway, so that to me was definitely my first. That was the first time I went, okay, I'm into I'm into this. I'm into this a lot. And then really from there for me, if I had to throw out a couple other names, it, same kind of dealio as Devin Sawa. From Casper, yes, I remember. I remember that well. And an older, an older man. I'm, my first like older man crush was David Duchovny. David Duchovny yeah. from X Files. Oh, he's sexy. Well, I mean, it's better than Sean Connery or something like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> if was, your childhood crush is in his sixties, that's a problem. It was X Files, <laughs> and I remember the moment because when I started watching X Files, none, you know, whatever. But it must have just been a puber- puberty type moment where, like, I'm watching X Files one week, nothing's happening. I watch X Files the next week, and I'm like, oh yeah, the way he's sucking on that toothpick. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is ha- this something's happening, something's happening, and he's much older than I. Much older. So I never told anybody really about that, to be honest with you, until now. Uh, but yeah. And that was the day Cat <laughs> became a woman. <laughs> I want to believe. I want to believe. Uh, so, so many boy banders on this. I don't think anyone's surprised by this. You got your, to me, there's classics, right? There's the classic Zach Morris, Kelly Kapowski's. Yes and yes. I get it. Any other unusual ones that you remember seeing? Uh, Michael Jackson was somebody's celebrity crush. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, I didn't expect to see that, but okay, I get it. Well, yeah, well, for sure. you have to specify which one, right? Like when someone tells you they had a crush on Michael Jackson, you got to go like thriller? Because I get I get that. Thriller? Or are we talking like Free Willy soundtrack time <laughs> Michael Jackson? Because <laughs> my opinion of you changes depending on your thoughts on that. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay, then that, I think we can tell, is somebody who's a little bit older. Because mm-hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme hasn't done a lot of shit recently. Yeah. yeah. You know who Jean-Claude Van Damme is. I do. Is, right? I don't yeah. think he's attractive at all from what I remember. Not at all. Like, there's some that... And don't you also realize when you when you see some of these that you're like, wow, I can't believe how many people, like, 
it sparks something in them, and that person does nothing for me. Like, not, I don't even think that they're, I would put them on an ugly list. Right. You know? <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Uh, I could also add Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. Okay. You know that okay. scene where she uncrossed and then recrossed her legs? Right. Yeah. That, that was the reason that we bought a VCR. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, we gotta go. Let's go to Future Shop and get a VCR. <laughs> Stat. <laughs> wow. We got one for Sarah Michelle Geller. Okay. Yes. I get Ooh. it. Um, uh, the, from Melrose Place, Heather Locklear, when she was on Melrose Place. Right one. Right Hottest one. woman in the history of the world. Um, really pretty. Yes. Um, and Paul Walker, a bunch for Paul Walker. That was another one for me too. Um, really? there's a few that stick out and stand out. And for me watching specifically Fast and the Furious, but before then he had movies as well. Um, Skulls actually. The Skulls, I remember being one of the first movies I thought, this guy's really attractive. Like he mm-hmm. is the prettiest man I have ever seen. That's one that's up there for me, too. Okay. Uh, This was a fun conversation. Thank you, everybody, for listening to After 9. We will be back tomorrow with another episode. Friday, we're going to get real in-depth on the mob situation involving The Sopranos because The Many Saints of Newark is in theaters this weekend. Uh, Dave Blizzard is going to join us on Friday as well. And I don't exactly know what the plan is for tomorrow, but it's going to be fucking good. Like... So good, you're going to want to install a second toilet. Fucking right. (laughs) Have a great uh, hump day, everybody. Well, guys, after going dark for six hours, Facebook and Instagram are back up and running. Yeah, it was terrifying. Everyone's parents came this close to joining TikTok. A Facebook whistleblower testified for more than three hours in front of Congress and said some pretty damaging things. That's right. The whistleblower said Facebook has repeatedly misled the public. And that is not okay. We already have an app for misleading the public. It's called Tinder. (laughs) The rights to the Folgers, the best part of waking up jingle, recently sold at auction for more than $90,000, while the Cars for Kids jingle was taken out back and shot in the head. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.